Napa know-how. It takes a lot to get excited about a bag, but most bags can't save you 20% on auto parts. That's 20% off headlamps, 20% off oil filters, 20% off virtually anything you can fit inside the 99-cent Napa reusable bag. So tell your buddies, there's a bag they just have to check out. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores while supplies last. Minimum three items. Exclusions apply. Offer ends 10-31-17. You are Locked On Raptors, your daily Toronto Raptors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, and welcome to episode number 69 of Locked On Raptors for Tuesday, January 24th. I'm your host, Sean Woodley of RaptorsHQ.com and TSN Radio in Toronto. You can find me on Twitter, as always, at WoodleySean, and the show is on Twitter as well, at LockedOnRaptors, where you can find links to every single show. Locked On Raptors, as you know by now, is part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You can find team-specific shows for all 30 NBA teams, as well as Locked On Fantasy with Josh Lloyd and Locked On NBA with David Locke, all in one place in the Locked On NBA iTunes channel. Uh, it still remains the fastest-growing podcast network in the world, so... Uh, find a show you like. There are tons to choose from. Find one you like. Find one that you're interested in. And, uh, you know, subscribe, rate, review, do all those fun things. You can do that with our show as well. And go into the Lockdown Raptors page and leaving a rating or a review is the easiest possible way for you to help out the show. To show that you uh, support it and show that you care and show that you want the uh, show to continue to grow. would really appreciate that. And uh, I really hope to see some of your feedback on the iTunes page. Anyone who's left a review right now. Uh, on the page so far is a uh, is a wonderful person and I very much appreciate it. On today's show, I'm going to recap the loss uh, 108-106 to the San Antonio Spurs at home on Tuesday night. The fourth straight loss for the Toronto Raptors. I just got back from the arena. Um, it was a a more promising game, I guess, than than the last few have been. Of course, I mean some really but bad opponents in the recent uh, sort of spurt that the Raptors have had, where they have had some really hard luck and lost some tough games and you know played just pretty poorly in general. Um, but no, against the Spurs, the Spurs were shorthanded. A lot of guys, Kawhi Leonard didn't play, neither did Tony Parker. Pau Gasol, of course, is out with that finger injury. Um, and uh, Jonathan Simmons was out as well. So the, there was a shorthanded Spurs team. Obviously, the Raptors were without DeMar DeRozan. Patrick Patterson made his return, though, and uh, that's a big part of the positives for, uh, I think, what we saw from this game. Uh, it was a, you know, the Raptors did start well. They started the, you know, the a new starting lineup with Pat, uh, sorry, with Jared Sullinger in the front court next to Jonas Valanciunas. And as we've talked about, that doesn't make a lot of sense, aside from maybe the fact that it's a little bit more offensively sound than what Valanciunas Siakam has been. But again, comparing anything to the Valanciunas Siakam combo is not really a smart thing to do, um, because that's been it's been so bad all season. Uh, but yeah, this game, the, the Raptors came out, were pretty porous defensively early. Uh, and then Sullinger and Valanciunas in the second half after starting, Sullinger was pulled out like two and a half minutes into the third quarter and didn't see the floor again. And there was a real issue all night, essentially. Just the, there was not a lot of defensive ability. Uh, what kept happening was, you know, Jared Sullinger would get, you know, blown by by a guy like Marcus Aldridge or someone in the post. And Valanciunas would sort of be in, caught in that middle game where he's trying to decide whether he's going to come over and. Uh, try to help or if he's going to stick on his man in the paint and a lot of the time he would come way too far away from his man and then there were dump offs there for David Lee all that we saw in the game against the Suns on Sunday where Tyson Chandler got dump off after dump off as Valanciunas left his man and got out of position and threw the whole Raptors rotations off and uh, yeah that's just uh, kind of what happened and you know it was a uh, it was a recurring problem early and then of course 
it was such a problem going late, going down into the third quarter that Selinger didn't play the rest of the game. Um, but, you know, there were some positive signs in this game, as I said. I mean, the first half was awful. The defense was not there at all. The Spurs kind of got whatever they wanted, and a lot of that was the Selinger Valanciunas front court, uh, which really struggled. Um, but, you know, there were some nice things that happened. The second half, um, you know, Dwayne Casey really commented on this. He really thought the sort of defensive intensity of the second half was a lot better. And I agree with that. The Raptors were much better defensively in the second half, that's for sure. Um, there were some interesting units that Dwayne Casey went to. Of course, we saw the return of Lowry in the bench unit. Um, Lowry with Terrence Ross, uh, Corey Joseph, Patrick Patterson, Lucas Noguera. And uh, while it just struggled a little bit defensively, you really noticed the ball popping on offense, and that was a really encouraging sign. Uh, there was some nice performances tonight from some Raptors who you know, were put into bigger roles. Norman Powell had a really nice game. He threw down like three or four dunks over the course of the game. Uh, that was a lot of fun. He actually, you know, late in the game, he was kind of one of the go-to guys on offense along with Terrence Ross. You know, Lowry kind of got back on track a little bit. He had a nicer game and, a, and a sort of a more productive game than he's had in recent weeks or recent games here. And uh, again, Terrence Ross, he kind of became the go-to option on offense late in the game. Uh, he had a three, I believe, to tie it with uh, yeah, like 20 seconds on the clock, I believe. Uh, like I'm losing track of the times where all these things happen. I don't have the play-by-play up right now, but the game was really close. The Raptors really fought back. They really hung in with a, a lineup that I thought was a lot of fun with Jonas Valanciunas at center and surrounded by four wings. It was Norm Powell, it was Terrence Ross, it was uh, Corey Joseph and Kyle Lowry. And that unit did a really nice job defensively. It was pretty good switching on the perimeter when uh, you know the, 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 the Spurs were trying to run little pin downs and things like that and were using a lot of off-ball movement. And you know they were switching pretty seamlessly on the perimeter. They were really sort of... You know, keeping the the penetration to a minimum, there wasn't as much as as you know we've seen in recent weeks here with the Raptors, or you know all season essentially, where guys have been getting to the rim at will. I mean, we saw it with Eric Bledsoe on Sunday, Kemba Walker on Friday. It wasn't quite that bad in the in the fourth quarter when they had that lineup out there. And when that happens, Valanciunas can look pretty good on defense. He was really good out there. You know, the the Spurs went small as well, using Lamarcus Aldridge, Lamarcus Aldridge at center. And they had, you know, a, a sort of rotating cast of characters around him. Danny Green, Kyle Anderson, DeJounte Murray, um, you know, Patty Mills, guys like that. They were out there a lot in that fourth quarter. Uh, but Valanciunas did a really nice job. And, and he really sort of, you know, took care of the boards. He had 13 rebounds in this game, 10 on the defensive glass, which is something that the Raptors have been desperately in need of over the course of the season. Um, a steadying presence on the defensive glass. And on offense, you know, he had a nice uh, block, I believe, on Manu Ginobili late in the game. Uh, where he, you know, just kind of stayed back near the rim and stepped up when Ginobili got close and blocked the shot. Um, and he was just sort of in position a lot more, and I think that happens when you're preventing the perimeter sort of breakdowns when you have guys like, uh, you know, Powell and Joseph and Ross sort of exerting their athleticism and their, and their quickness and staying in front of guys. Damari Carroll, like Jared Sullinger, didn't play after he was pulled early in the third quarter. Um, he was not good. He, he was 0 of 6 from the field, 0 of 3 from 3, some really wide open threes that he missed. And a couple that he just kind of passed up. There was one possession where he got the ball wide open in transition, I think on a Norm Powell pass. Uh, he like faked the 3, totally just didn't take it, and then made a weird drive. Ended up getting an open 3 on the other side of the court and then missed that. And there's just not a great night from Damari Carroll. A couple of rough nights from him now in a row, but I don't think it's too much to be concerned about. Just a little, you know, like a lot of the team is in. Just a bit of a cold stretch, um, but you know, overall there were some nice and encouraging performances in this game. Patrick Patterson, I think we got to talk about him coming back. It was a 
just sort of a breath of fresh air for the Raptors to have Patterson back in the fold. You can really see when he sort of is in these pick-and-pop actions how much extra space it gives to guys like Kyle Lowry. There was a play, I think, in the first quarter. Uh, you know, Not long after Patterson came in, Patterson set a screen. He popped up to the perimeter, and Kyle Lowry just had a wide-open driving lane to the basket. He got fouled. He got an and-one. Um, and that was just kind of like, yeah, there, there's a real shooting threat on the floor now who's screening and, you know, forcing defenders to, you know, not give Lowry or to give Lowry a little bit more space to work because of the threat that he is. And, you know, Patterson was five of six on the, on the night from the field, two of three from three. He, you know, I don't know what he was doing. Maybe he wasn't even hurt over the last two weeks. Maybe he just took some time off to work on his face up game and his dribble drive game because he, he had a nice couple floaters. He had a couple sort of pull up jumpers as well. Um, and it was just like, what's going on here with Patrick Patterson? He's kind of a, you know, a different man. And I don't, I wouldn't expect that sort of off the dribble game to be sustainable. I don't think that's going to be in his repertoire going forward and something you want to see. But it was nice to see that he looked really comfortable tonight. He finished with 12 points, of course, four rebounds, one assist. Uh, in just 21 minutes, he was on a minutes restriction. He, you know, was in there at the start of the fourth quarter when Lowry and the bench mob unit really sort of had. You know, they, they came together in the first, sorry, in the second quarter when they were together, they didn't look so good. That's where I think a lot of their defensive issues came and sort of their poor net rating over the course of the game came. But in the fourth quarter, they stuck with the Spurs really well. They played good defense. Um, and in the third quarter, too, you know, there was just having Patterson out there is so important. He played a lot of the third quarter there. And, you know, after Jared Sullinger came out and, and Patterson replaced him, they gave up like seven points over the next seven minutes. And that was just, you know, after giving up 61 points in the first half to, you know, limit the Spurs like that, you know, to just seven points over the over a pretty long stretch. I think it was just like a couple field goals they ended up getting. Uh, that's, uh, that's really encouraging. It just kind of shows what Patterson can do on the defensive end. You know, just makes everybody better. He makes Valanchunas better. He makes, you know, everybody around him. Uh, you can just hear him out there. You know, the the sort of the guttural calls of, of the defensive coverages that he was, you know, screaming out from the back end of the defense. They were noticeable from me up in the 300s. Like, he's very, very, you know, active and vocal and loud on the defensive end. That's something we haven't really heard over the last little while. And there's just these little things that Patrick Patterson brings. Dwayne Casey talked about it. He used the glue comment again, just saying how much of a glue guy he is and how much he ties everything together. And he really is. He uh, was awesome tonight. And I don't know, man. He kind of is making a case, I think, to be one of the first uh, six men of the year who has never, who doesn't put up a ton of points. I mean, he averages like seven or eight points a game. But what he does on the defensive end and what he does just to sort of bring the Raptors' lineups together, bring a lot of cohesion to what the Raptors do. I don't think there's a bench player in the league who's more impactful in that way than Patrick Patterson. Maybe Andre Iguodala at his very best, but at the same time, he's surrounded by so much talent there, it's hard to decipher. Patterson, it's so clear that when he's in, the Raptors just become a more cohesive bunch, just a better team overall. Uh, because of what he does on offense, just adding extra space. You know, it's something that, you know, Jared Sollinger pulls up for these threes in the, in the pick and pop, and those are fine or whatever. They're not fine. Actually, stop doing that, Jared Sollinger. I don't want to see these above-the-break above threes from you anymore. And tonight he was really bad. He just didn't have any lift on any of his shots. Um, but when Patterson's out there, you see it's just an extra element of space and sort of freedom that he gives the rest of the Raptors. Um, yeah, so... 
while this game wasn't great, I mean, we saw a bit of a revival for Lowry. I mean, he was one of seven from the three-point line. He looked a lot more active getting to the basket. He really, uh, you know, in the fourth quarter made some really tough layups, and that was nice to see. Here's hoping the shot comes around at some point here. That would be great, but, uh, I mean, who knows if that'll come. Again, Norm Powell had a nice game. He didn't shoot the three very well, and he's down, uh, you know, pretty significantly in his, in his three-point shooting lately. Uh, I think he's sub-25% now over the, over the last uh, 15 games or so. But he's still at 16 points. Uh, you know, he got his number called late in the game. He had a nice, um, you know, a nice dunk with, I think, six seconds left. The Raptors were out of timeouts. They needed a quick two, or they tried. They went for the quick two. They could have stayed and gone for the three to tie in this situation late in the game. It took them two timeouts to get the ball in late, and that sort of screwed them a little bit. Um, Powell ended up going for a dunk, got the quick two, and then uh, you know the Raptors ended up fouling, got the ball back, had it a chance to tie and uh, it didn't quite work out. But that's what happens, I suppose. Um, Powell went up. He, he got the ball off the rebound at the end of the game. It was a LaMarcus Aldridge free throw that was missed. Powell grabbed the ball, went down. Uh, he sort of looked for the foul when he realized he couldn't really get his footing, his, get his feet set and didn't get the foul call. The game ended. And you know what? The Raptors lost to the Spurs. The Spurs were shorthanded, yes, but so were the Raptors without DeRozan and sort of working back Patterson and still trying to integrate Jared Sellinger and using a new starting lineup. Um, so it's not like it's a, a bummer of a loss. I mean, the Spurs do this. The Spurs win games, and they have dudes. You know, LaMarcus Aldridge had a really nice game. Davis Bertans had 12 points on 4 of 6 shooting, 2 of 4 from deep. Um, they just get these contributions from guys, and, you know, that's what happens. It's the Spurs. You know, Patty Mills at 8 of 15 shooting, two, two threes made, 18 points. Um, and, you know, David Lee, it's still perplexing to me that David Lee is giving real minutes to an NBA team at this point. But that's just what David Lee is doing now, I guess. That's kind of the reality we're living in. That's the world we are part of. Um, but, no, it's it's not like a loss like it was to the Suns. And it's uh, it, it, the Raptors will move on. It's four in a row lost. But the Boston Celtics lost tonight. They got their, their asses handed to them by the Washington Wizards in that weird rivalry game. And uh, so they didn't lose any ground with the with the Celtics. Um, I'm not sure if the Hawks played tonight. Uh, I don't think they did. No, they didn't. So, uh, you know, the Raptors don't lose any ground in the Eastern Conference. They're still there. I mean, they lose some ground on the Cavs. But, you know, the Cavs are also being weird and sort of LeBron James is melting down a little bit and, you know, saying some stuff about the front office there um, and desperately in need of a point guard. If the Cavs are talking themselves into a guy like Rajon Rondo, that can't be a bad thing for the Raptors, I don't think. Um <laughs> So, I mean, it's not a bad day for the Raptors overall. Uh, Patterson being back is huge, and I think we're really going to see sort of the fruits of him being back, um, you know, sort of bear out a little bit over the course of the next few games here. Uh, I don't know if he'll play tomorrow. Dwayne Casey didn't give any confirmation on whether or not he's going to play tomorrow. Uh, I would be surprised, actually, if he played on the back-to-back. I honestly think with it being a tough back-to-back in Memphis, you know, you're traveling tonight, I would not be shocked at all if Kyle Lowry ended up resting. He took a lot of punishment tonight. Late in the game, uh, in the fourth quarter, he uh, sort of went to the basket, got you know got some contact and fell, and it looked like he was hobbling on his ankle a little bit. Uh, I, I think he's fine. He came back in and played and, and didn't leave the game, didn't look too phased by it, but that's a concern. You know, he had 11 uh, of 12 from the free throw line. The fact that he got to the line 12 times, all in the first half, mind you, um, it was, uh, you know, he, he was going to the basket a lot more than he normally would. He wasn't spotting up as much. And, uh, you know, he was trying to be the focal point of the offense, which DeMar DeRozan has mostly been this season. And, you know, it, it's it's tough to watch because, you know, you're worried about every time Kyle Lowry goes up for a layup, is he going to get knocked around? Is he going to get hurt? And if Kyle Lowry gets hurt, the Raptors are pretty much toast. 
Um, so I wouldn't be shocked at all. I think it'd be a smart idea maybe to just punt the game tomorrow in Memphis. Make sure Lowry's okay. He played 42 minutes tonight. Um, that's a lot of time to play. And, uh, you know, to go back the second night of the back-to-back, I don't know if the Raptors use the sort of smart sensor technology that teams like the Warriors use, where it shows the, if they're guys at a greater risk of injury, but I have a hard time believing that if Lowry was wearing one of those things and was being monitored like that, that I would be pretty shocked if he wasn't at a greater risk of injury tomorrow, considering all he did tonight, considering the short turnaround, the travel, um, and the fact that you're going against Memphis, which is, you know, a bruising and ugly team to go against as well, so... Um, I wouldn't hate seeing Lowry rest tomorrow. I don't think that's kind of in Dwayne Casey's DNA. I don't think he's going to punt that game, especially with four four losses in a row. Um, it'll be big for the Raptors to win one tomorrow. If they can get that win tomorrow, maybe that's how you turn things around. But there were signs tonight that things are starting to, to flip a little bit. Terrence Ross got back on track. Uh, 6 of 10 from the field, 21 points, 3 of 7 from 3, and just looked really confident in his shot. Every time he got the ball, it seemed like tonight. I don't know if he made a single pass tonight. Um, Every time he got the ball, it seemed like he was ready to launch. He got to the basket a few times, had a nice couple layups. Uh, Got fouled, I think, once going to the basket as well. Um, That's positive from Terrence Ross. Again, the Patterson thing. Lucas Noguera had a really solid defensive game. Him and Valanchunas continued to be kind of like confoundingly good as a, as a front court pairing. Um, you know, there's not a ton of offensive spacing or or, or even just like offensive utility there with Noguera because he's not really a shooter or anything like that. But he's a good passer. He ended up finding uh, Patterson for his first three of the night on a nice little dump off from Lowry. In which uh, and then Noguera sort of turned around and fired it to the corner for Patterson. Having him out there offers an extra little bit of spacing that you know the, the Pascal Siakam couldn't provide. It's not spacing in the sort of shooting sense of the word, but it's you know an ability to pass that Siakam does, doesn't have, and a lot of the Raptors bigs don't have. Um, so yeah, that's that's a nice thing from Noguera. He had a nice game defensively, two blocks, but it seemed like he had way more. He was contesting a lot of shots at the rim. Um, so yeah, overall, you know, not not the worst game for the Raptors. Obviously, not the best. They could have won, um, and there were bad performances by Carroll and Sullinger in particular. But overall, uh, an encouraging game after a few games that have just been kind of you know difficult and sort of depressing to watch. Um, but I think the Raptors can take some positives from this game and move forward with it. Uh, that's all I have for you today. Thank you so much for listening. Sorry it was a late episode. Um, I uh, and also sorry I forgot to tweet out my pick for the game. It's okay. I did a Facebook Live for Raptors HQ before the game where I did make a pick. I said the Raptors would win. It was a one point. Uh, Raptors were one point favorites in this one, and they obviously lost. So it puts me at 21, 23, and one over the course of the season in my picks against the spread. I suck right now. I am you know picking like the Raptors are playing. Um, so maybe I can turn that around against Memphis tomorrow. I have no idea. Um, you know this could just be me. You know tanking. Maybe I should just tank in this uh, voting thing or. Bet, bet, betting thing and uh, and just give up. I'm not sure. I'm really bad at it and I apologize if anyone's taking my advice and betting on the Raptors based on what I say. I can't imagine anybody is. But if you are, I am very sorry. Um, so yeah, that's all for me. Uh, tomorrow with the Memphis game, I should have a podcast to preview that. I'm going to write about Patrick Patterson's return for Raptors HQ, so keep an eye out for that as well. Later in the week, I'm going to write about the uh, you know the Raptors and sort of the comparisons to the 2014-15 team that people have been talking about. Um, I don't think it's as dire a situation as it was two years ago, and I'm going to sort of dive into the numbers and research behind that. 
um, and, and get to get to that. So look for that, you know, probably Thursday or Friday on Raptors HQ. Obviously, we'll have more episodes coming up on Thursday. I'm going to be chatting with Scott Hasty, who writes for Raptors Republic. He's uh, the editor in chief of the Silhouette at McMaster University. Uh, he wrote a thing about Jonas Valanciunas' pick and roll defense for Raptors Republic that I wanted to talk to him about. Um, so look for that on Thursday. Um, until then, uh, thank you so much. We'll talk to you on Wednesday to preview the Memphis game. Hope you have a great night, and uh, thanks for listening. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details.